Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and or girls, and welcome to Fantasy Football Hush Reality. I am your host, Greg Romero Wilson, here hosting what can only be described as the least important fantasy football podcast in America, but that will not stop me from doing it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we're into week 14 here. It's in a, uh, a, we're heading into week 15. We just finished the quarterfinals, and now we're looking at, at uh, what can oh, what's going to be an amazing semifinal week. I mean, it's, it's so much happened over the quarterfinals. I don't know what your quarterfinals were like. Uh, Ray Anderson, did you win? Were you in the quarterfinals? Are you in the playoffs? In one league, I was in first place, so I got the bye week. And in the other league, uh, I had to play that. Uh, I had to play the quarterfinal game, and I won it in a very. I mean, it was it was not looking great for me on paper. I was really afraid of the matchup. But I'll tell you what happened. Here's some interesting that happens in my quarterfinal week. And if anything happened interesting in your quarter final week, please feel free to uh, join in right now on the podcast and tell us what happened in your fantasy football week 14 uh, quarterfinals. Now, if you're in one of those leagues that actually starts your quarterfinals this week and has your finals in week 17, quit that fucking league. That shit's bullshit. Everybody gets fucked in week 17 when they sit players that have already clinched. And then if you're in one of those leagues that has the two week playoffs where like you play over like a multi, you know, you have to beat somebody two times in a row to move on. Quit that fucking league. That's also bullshit. If it doesn't happen in the real, in the real NFL, why the fuck would you do it in fantasy? I may the mistake last year I, it was the first time commissioning a league we used the ESPN app and I assumed that the default playoff settings were week 14 15 16 quarters semis finals but as it turned out for some fucking reason the ESPN default setting is the two week fucking playoffs so that you had to play the same guy two weeks in a row to advance with a week 17 final game and the gal who'd been in first place the whole season she had Todd Gurley and Le'Veon Bell completely dominated, ended up losing because everybody got sat on her team for the final week, and the one guy who was like making all these moves to try to win ended up actually winning on a total bullshit finale. One that it, it irks me to this day that I was responsible for it. It was my fault. I fucking did it. John Garnett, welcome to the show. Did you win your quarterfinal match? Because I fucking did. We're moving on to the semifinals. I called upon the mighty spirit of Double Aikman. I'm not wearing it tonight because this is the recap show. I'm going with classic double Dallas, uh, but it's the hat that where you could looks right in the in the video. And for those of you who are listening to the audio podcast version, just know that I do a Facebook live broadcast for my friends that are on Facebook, and consequently, you'll hear me addressing them and, and uh, addressing the things that they say. Uh, so that's what you're hearing when I talk about John Garnett and everybody else that that chimes in. So yeah, so I was completely responsible for that terrible fucking uh, loss last uh, last season that the the girl the, the team that absolutely should have won did not because of something I did stupidly in the settings. John Johnson. And welcome to the show. Did you win your quarterfinals match? You head in the semis? Because I am. I had the bye week in one league. And then now, let's talk about my commissionering some more. Because again, I am commissioning a league of comedians. It's a comedians league, top to bottom, all fantastic, 12 great, smart comedians. And as I've mentioned before, some of them are far more dedicated to this than others. Some of them just like being in it, and, and then others are, uh, are, are really focused on it. Now, to that end... You know how they say that the season is won and lost on draft day? Uh, I believe that that is very much true. Now, there's some moves that get made, and there are people like Philip Lindsay that get picked up. But he, but the fact of the matter is, is in my Comedians League, uh, 
One of the people that made the quarterfinals is Jody Miller, the Killer Kitties, and she's one of those people that's kind of involved, but kind of not involved, but drafted really, really well with Jared Goff. Uh, let's look at her team. Who else does she have? She has a very good team. So she ends up, okay, so the guy, she ends up beating out Jay Davis, who had a killer team but didn't make the playoffs and he because of a head-to-head loss with the killer kitties and i was one of the i did set the settings for the tiebreaker to be head-to-head not just cumulated points because if you played each other head-to-head and you lost i think the team that beat you should move on if you have the same record and so that's how i set my league up he lost but he had gronkowski he has philip Lindsay, he has christian mccaffrey but uh two of those gronk and philip Lindsay, he picked off of the waiver wire because he was sucked at the first half of the season but the killer kitties she rides this team in here let me look at let me get to the league okay and this is this is where we got the first major controversy of uh of the uh of the uh, of the playoffs what happened was okay so she goes into the playoffs. She has Jared Goff. She has Aaron Jones. She has Juju Smith-Schuster. She has George Kittle, who went off for 31 fucking points. So here's what happened. She also had in there last week, she had in there uh, two guys, Graham Gano, who's inactive as her kicker. And she also had in Odell Beckham Jr., who was a late scratch. And so, so she has... Two inactive players going into the semifinal match. And people start texting me at about 10.30 in the morning like, hey, you need to fucking let her know that she doesn't have fucking active players in there. I'm like, I'm not, I, I don't feel like I should do that. The game, when the games had already started. There was no stopping it at that point anyway. And she had been chiming in on our league text thread. So I thought for sure she had been paying attention. And then come to find out she didn't even know she'd made the fucking playoffs. And here's where it gets worse. Because she had Juju Smith-Schuster, because she had George Kittle, because she had Dalvin Cook, although he didn't do that much, um, and Jared Goff gave her negative points. So she essentially had three inactive players, and she still fucking won the game. She beat the guy in second, uh, in third place, who'd been like in first place, he'd been in second place, the top all season long, and she, his team absolutely shit the bed. Who'd she have? She had the Silly Willies, Dave Williamson, who's been doing great all season, nine and four, third place team. He had Cam Newton, Alvin Kamara. He had to put a Jeff Wilson, Devontae Adams, Devontae Parker, uh, Jared Cook, and Tariq Cohen. And his team just didn't deliver with three, basically three dead players on her team. And that's where so much of this sometimes is just, it's better to be lucky than good. Because there's no way in a quarterfinal match that a fucking team with three and a basically, Two inactive players and a quarterback that gets you negative points should you win the match. And yet that, my friends, is exactly what fucking happened. Now think about it. You may have lost. You may have lost a tight one in one of, in my my league of record. You know, the other matchup wound up being like 105, 103. And that's a tough fucking loss. But that guy was smart enough to, he sat um, uh, Jared Goff. He sat Jared Goff. And that wound up being uh, that wound up being the the difference maker. I think he played Matt Ryan instead, and I thought he was stupid. I was like, "Oh my god, you're totally going to lose for playing for not playing Jared Goff." But in fact, Jared Goff he gave the negative points. He was the one that sucked a dick that night, and so consequently, that move actually saved his season. So, but can you? Believe, I mean, two inactive players and a quarterback with negative points. 
And she fucking won. Who knows, folks? Who knows what's going to happen? That's why it's fantasy football harsh reality. Talk about a harsh reality to realize that you're fucking losing that game. Hey, Joey G, what's up, brother? How are you? We're talking fantasy football. Um, you imagine losing that game? I mean, here you play your best team, and she shows up with half a team and still fucking beats you. And she doesn't even know she's in the fucking playoffs. I had to text her, and she's like, oh, my God, did I make the playoffs? I'm like, oh, my God. Uh, it was unreal. It was unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it in my entire fucking life. Uh, now let's talk about my matchup that I won. Here's what happened. Okay. So the guy last week had Austin Eckler. He picked up Austin Eckler, but obviously Justin Jackson looked a lot better than him. So he did the thing that I would have done too. I absolutely, if I, and I'm in the same Melvin Gordon boat going into this weekend as everybody else. And now Eckler's like in concussion protocol. So who was the backup that I had in? And now I got to try and pick up fucking Justin Jackson off the waiver wire. It was fucking cuckoo nuts. So I'm trying to get Justin Jackson. So he picked up Justin Jackson, dropped Austin Eckler, played Justin Jackson. And I, it was one of those games where all of his decisions, all the choices he made did not work out for him. Um, Russell Wilson played in, in, and that was the thing. So, okay. So he played. Now the one guy he did have was Juju Smith Schuster. And as someone who has Antonio Brown in my other league, it seems to be like the defense is switching. Like it's like if Antonio Brown has a good game, then everything switches back to Antonio and Juju blows up. So next week, everybody will focus on Juju and then Antonio will blow up. I feel like it's just going to be that way the rest of the fucking season, which doesn't bode well for me if I make the finals, but you got to do what you got to do. He had, uh, uh, Sony Michelle, who did nothing for him. Gus Edwards did nothing for him. Adam Thielen. Okay, so Jared Cook, who had a good day with 70 points. Fuck you, Jared Cook. Um, but then he had Chris Boswell, who did shit for Pittsburgh. And the Pittsburgh defense, which did okay versus Oakland, but it was supposed to be a blowout game. Like, that was supposed to be 20 fucking points. And what I did, the things that I did right, okay, I was debating between LaShawn McCoy and Mark Ingram for my RB2. And I'm looking at this. Mark Ingram versus Tampa Bay looks very good. That It's a good matchup. But again, he's definitely splitting carries with Alvin Kamara. My other guy was LaShawn McCoy, who LaShawn McCoy has not had a good season. It's unbelievable to think of the, the I think he was like the number one running back last season, to being absolutely garbage this season. Um, but he was against the Jets at home, and the Jets is the one team he totally dominated earlier in the season. But rarely does it follow where one means the other. But of course, obviously the volume play would be to go with with McCoy. But I was like, nah, you know what? I don't trust this motherfucker. Fuck him. I'm sticking with Ingram. And that saved my bacon because McCoy went out in the first fucking quarter with a hamstring. And I was just like, Pew, dodge that bullet, baby. Cowboys. Now, the other thing was I advanced McDonald in, which against Oakland, number one, most generous defense to tight ends. Okay. And so I advanced McDonald in, but then I saw the news about Odell Beckham being a scratch. So I quickly went on the waiver wire and I picked up Evan Ingram and I was like, do I play him? Do I play him? And I was like, well, that is the volume play without ODB. They're going to have to throw it to Evan Ingram. It's a, not a bad matchup. So I went with it. I put it in and he ended up outpointing him. Uh, let me see. Seven, seven and a half to, uh, 
to McDonald's five five point seven. I'm sorry. So I'm sorry, nine point two to five point seven. So he basically got twice as many points. So that one actually paid off. And Evan Ingram's a guy I drafted. He's a guy I liked, but I didn't. I, I wasn't. I wanted to wait and see. I was going to go, but it took, that one worked. Now at the defensive position, I had the Giants versus Washington, and I. I mean, it it was so good on paper. Fucking Sanchez, the beat up offensive line. I mean, he loves to throw interceptions, but it was too good. It was too good. And streaming defenses has cost me three games this season. It never works out for me. Every time one of my, because I have the Rams and I have the Ravens. So every time one of my elite defenses winds up doing both, end up doing better than the streaming team that I gambled on. So I was like, I'm not putting my season in the hands of the fucking New York Giants, those fucking losers. So I quickly... But I will with Evan Ingram because of volume. And, of course, Saquon Barkley because he's Saquon Barkley. But that, uh, the rest of the team, fuck them all. So I, I didn't play the Giants defense. That turned out to be a mistake because the Giants defense put up 32 points. They're getting pick sixes. And all I could think to myself, and I don't know if you're like me, but all I could think to myself was, okay, if I had played the Giants – would have had the worst day of their lives. But the fact that I didn't, they went out there and had an incredible game. But by the same token, by having them on my bench, nobody else could use them against me either. So I felt like that was, it was sort of like still like a silver lining. I would say a win, but a little something. It worked out okay. Yeah, Natasha, I'm sorry. You're probably a Giants fan. Hopefully you're a Jets fan. I don't know. They both suck so bad. Woo! So... I managed to pick the right guys. Uh, I got him in. And of course, Saquon Barkley. Can you imagine? They keep taking Saquon Barkley out. He runs up. He could be having a record fantasy football season if they would just leave him in the game. But they keep taking him out. This time they took him out for the uh, the entire fourth quarter. What was it, like a week ago or two weeks ago where they took him out for the entire second half? They're just like, hey, he's too precious. And they took him out for the second half of the game. They wound up losing that they could have won if they just would have played him. And the guy's so good, he gets you 32 points in the first fucking half before they even take him out. It's it's crazy. And if they would just play him the whole time, my victories would be assured. And I think this week they're going to have to, because they're going to be playing a better defense. But we're not talking about next week just yet. We're talking about this week. So those were the things that I got right. Okay, so I went with Ingram over McDonald. That worked out. Ingram over McCoy. That worked out. Rams defense. But being an elite defense, they still gave me 18 fucking points. They did not disappoint. The Rams defense comes through again. So that's what happened in my leagues. You know, and the 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 the, the killer kitties winning with two inaccurate. It was all crazy. It was so crazy the way it went down but i tell you what i was wearing double aikman all day just like i did on the podcast last week and i'm telling you double aikman can i'm not gonna say it because it can lose anybody can be beaten any given sunday and in fact this weekend here's the thing and now looking forward to this weekend i'm gonna be broadcasting you'll be seeing the podcast coming up later this week i'll be doing it with um the guy that I'm playing in my comedy league in the semifinals is my feature in Las Vegas this week. Uh, um, Big J Hollingsworth, big Irish J Hollingsworth. So Irish J and I, so we're going to do the podcast together. And here's the thing. He has a team that's all, he's one of those guys that is a huge Patriots fan, even though he's from Portland. I don't fucking know. He like lived in Boston for like six months. All of a sudden he's like Boston out. Plus he's Irish. You know, they're fucking Irish up there. So so he's all in on the Patriots. His team is the Patriots. 
Okay, so I mean, his team goes, the Patriots go, and I think they've got a pretty good matchup next week. We'll have to look at it. But again, that's coming up on Thursday. We're going to be going in on it on Thursday and talking about all that shit on Thursday and the semifinals and all those things. I need to get. I mean, I to be honest, my team is limping in. If I don't have Malcolm Ingram and Tyreek Hill on Thursday night, doesn't like two of my stars are playing on Thursday night now, and they're both banged up. Now, to that end, uh, I honestly believe that one of them will have a balls out day because that's the way it works on Thursday night. Somebody goes off. And so that's what I'm looking forward to. Um, so we will be discussing that on Thursday. But it was a hell of a weekend, uh, depending on who you guys played. I mean, um, there was a lot of uh, a lot of disappointments across the board. And, oh, that was the thing. Going into Monday night last night at the end of my game, I was up by, by 44 points. I had a 44-point lead. I had Stephon Diggs left to play, and he had Russell Wilson and Adam Thielen to play. And the reality is, in my mind, I'm like, Russell Wilson could easily get 30 points in this game. So that leaves a 14-point advantage. And Adam Thielen could easily outpoint Stephon Diggs by 14 points. I mean, I was... Danger, exactly. Uh, uh, John Garnett, danger Russ. Exactly. That guy, he could have thrown five touchdowns. Uh, Monday night in Seattle at home, I was absolutely sweating bullets. And then they came out, and those teams played the most historically boring defensive game in the history of the NFL. And I could not have been happier. I mean, I, and, and I mean, I was just holding my breath the whole time. Double Aikman. I'm totally wearing it the rest of the way, all the way through me getting the, the, the henna tattoo of Troy Aikman on my back of a big number eight or something. Just like, if they get it, I'll be wearing double Aikman from here on out. I call on the power of Aikman to power me through. We will listen. I hope you guys get, pick up your waiver wire targets. Um, there's a couple of guys that I'm looking to pick up, and and particularly a defense that I'm targeting. But I don't want to I don't want to talk about it out loud because people, my you know, guys that are in my league go through and, and they look at all this stuff. So, but obviously, right now, you know, uh, there's some good guys to be had. Let me see who I'm trying to pick up over here. Actually, I can't talk about it. I don't want to go over it. But get the guys off the waiver wire. Get ready for your semifinals match. It's going to be a big weekend. And now, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I am going to go see. Nine Inch Nails at the Palladium right here in Hollywood, California. You guys take care. Merry Christmas. You guys get, get it there. If you're in Vegas, I'm coming to the L.A. Comedy Club. I'll be at the Ve- in Vegas at the L.A. Comedy Club the rest of this week. Um, then next week, I'll be in Miami for a private engagement uh, on Wednesday. And then I'll be back in El Paso the following weekend, uh, seeing my family do some gigs at the El Paso Comic Strip. And then I'll be back uh, for a day. And then I'll be heading up to... Um, uh, I'll be uh, heading up for New Year's Eve. I'll be at the Admiralty Theater in Bremerton, Washington, just outside of Seattle. You guys, let's talk on Thursday. We'll do this again. It's fantasy football. Hush, reality. You can look it up on SoundCloud and on Apple iTunes.